Going into 2020, I had made a complete mess of my life. I was neglecting myself and my spiritual health, which gradually trickled and then flooded over into neglecting my marriage and my son. Prior to the COVID-19 shelter in place, my pastor had decreed a word for the year. That word was transformation. He referenced multiple scriptures, but this one stood out the most to me. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord. That passage or scripture is from Zechariah 1 verse 3. For me, there was great conviction with those words. You see, I was a person who was proclaiming to be a Christian, but living another life. I was checking the Sunday box and being the quote unquote good mom by taking my son to church every week, but there was no real evidence of living the life of a follower of Jesus in my life. At the time I was socially drinking, I had seen a doctor and began medicating depression and anxiety. And basically I was just on the literal verge of a nervous breakdown. I would pray prayers at night before bed. Sometimes I would read my Bible if things were really bad. I would often cry on the way to work. Why wasn't God doing anything? Why wasn't he coming through for me? Couldn't he see that I was miserable? I was blinded by my lack of participation in going to God and genuinely pouring out my heart to him, laying down my way, my plans, and frankly, my mess. I continued to carry them all while playing the victim of God's lack of movement in my life. A friend of mine gave me a journal for my 40th birthday and encouraged me to begin to write the things that God was speaking to me and showing me. I wrote a prayer in it and I wrote the words that my pastor spoke, return to me and I will return to you. And then I put the journal away in a basket with a bunch of other books and I just went back to the chaos that was my life. Fast forward to the shelter in place a month later in March of 2020. We had mandatory work from home, mandatory homeschooling, mandatory time away from the things that kept me distracted from dealing with me. I remembered the journal and the word and I started to write everything. All of my feelings, my beliefs, my prayers, hopes, and even a lot of complaints. Just everything. I asked God to heal me. I asked God to forgive me. I asked God to help me break the habits of alcohol and medication. And it's a long story, but he started a work in me, a transformation. And it all started with a return. I heard a pastor once say, if you can't hear God anymore, it's not because he moved. And while I do believe there are seasons that he lowers his volume, so we'll press in closer and go up higher to where he is. In my story, I'm definitely more like the prodigal son. And I think that we're all prodigals at some point. When we accept Jesus, we get to enjoy the benefits of an heir, including a fully restored relationship with him but we take our benefits for granted or we expect God to do something amazing for us. And then when it happens, we just get so, I guess, consumed with it, enjoying it, that we forget God. At least that's what I did. Thank God for second chances and thirds and fourths and 40ths and 60ths because there have been a lot of second chances for me. 
I love this verse in Luke 15 that says, while he was still far away, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran and embraced him and kissed him. Return to me and I will return to you. It only takes changing your mind to change your direction. Then if you'll truly surrender the reins to Jesus, he'll change everything in your life. Today, I'm on the other side. I don't abuse alcohol. I don't take any medication for anxiety or depression. I mean, is my life perfect? Absolutely not. Am I doing life alone? Never again. In the 30 years that I have professed Jesus as my personal savior, he is more real to me now than he has ever been. He's my best friend. He's still in the business of second chances, restoration, and miracles. My life is proof. So my question to you today is, do you need to make a return? Have you been living a life with one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom? God's word says, I know your deeds, that you're neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and I do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. And that comes from Revelation 3, verses 15 through 17, when Jesus is speaking to and about the church in Laodicea, otherwise known as a lukewarm church. On the outside, you might be the complete package, but it doesn't negate the fact that you could be hanging on by a thread on the inside, just like I was. I just want to encourage you to go to him right now, and I promise you, he will run to meet you too. Lay your pieces down at the feet of the Prince of Peace, and he'll transform your reality too.